0: Today on the show, Nashville artist Audrey Rose and I discuss ignoring the negative voices in your head, how a trip to a small town in Mississippi blew her mind, why you shouldn't find your bandmates on Craigslist, and so much more on episode 72 of Who Writes This Stuff. Hello, and... To who writes this stuff? I don't know why I'm talking this way. Um, I feel like (laughs) on Parks and Rec, they have that uh, NPR station that is always talking like this. My name is Nick Flora. Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, Coming to you once again from my house in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, This has been a fun year so far uh, for the podcast anyway. Uh, As a lot of you have noticed, it's been going out weekly now since January. And uh, it seems that you guys are enjoying it. Um, it's definitely been a, a feat, but a, a good one, a pleasurable one for me to put one out every, every week. Um, and I, I really like being able to talk to a lot of people and sort of put it out as soon as it happens or uh, pretty close anyway. And, uh, as long as you guys seem to dig it, I'm, I'm going to keep doing it. So, uh, tell your friends, tweet it out. If you know anyone who you think will like the show, uh, word of mouth is the best way to, to spread it and keep it going. So, uh, I know a lot of you have already been doing that and I thank you. Um, there are a few cool things actually coming up for the podcast in particular that I, I wanted to tell you about, uh, one that's in the works is, uh, I'm trying to get together a monthly live show in town where, uh, we'll record essentially a live panel version of the podcast. We've done a few of them, uh, once a year or so we'll do one, uh, from escape to the lake in uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, but I wanted to do one like that, but here in town every month, uh, in front of in a live audience. Uh, with some of your favorite guests and maybe some people you don't know, and there'll be performance aspect to it. I think it'll be really fun. Um, another is a new format to the podcast that I'm working on, which I don't really want to talk about just yet because it might not happen. But I really want I have it's I think it's fun and cool. You know, we've done like the slumber party episode, like that kind of thing with Chris and Jenna a while back, and I'd like to that that needs to come back. I need to do that one again with another artist. Um, and I have another idea, like I said, that I think could be really fun. Um, but more on that later. Uh, uh, lastly, uh, another idea is, uh, that a few of you a- have asked about older episodes of the show that aren't available on iTunes anymore. Cause iTunes sort of like only has like the last 30 or whatever. And, um, we're nearing, you know, we're getting close to 75 at this point. And for whatever reason, iTunes sort of kicks it off, which is not good. But there, there are some ra- really great early episodes with artists like Jarza Clay and John Foreman and A Fine Frenzy and Jennifer Napp and stuff like that. And uh, well, I, I decided that starting next week, um, I guess the beginning of April, um, each Monday, I'm going to post a flashback episode uh, from some of those earlier days. of A few of those that a lot of you have asked about um, that maybe you missed or, you know, it's is hard to find uh and uh i I think that'll be a cool way to sort of you know get those episodes out there because they're definitely great you know you you can definitely kind of hear the progression of (laughs) where the show started and how i was very green at doing this maybe and uh and and where it's and where it's ended up now which i think is is uh you know it's it's more of a well lubricated show as far as um what what it is i think anyway and uh So all this is because of you guys. So uh, thank you for your continued support and listenership. And uh, as long as I know you guys are out there listening, I will continue to put out more and more uh, stuff like this and try to make it as cheap or free as possible. Um, And, uh, you know, I just I I feel like if if I have an audience uh, for this kind of stuff, like why not give you the most that I could possibly do without losing all the sleep that I have in my body? (laughs) But, you know, whatever. Sometimes it's worth it. So, oh, and uh, that leads us to what I learned this week. What I learned this week. What you learn. Uh, each week on the show, I try to share with you guys one thing I learned this week, and uh, in hopes that this will encourage a uh, you know a dialogue with, with somebody that, that you're possibly listening to the podcast with or that is around you. I think it's important, you know, we just keep learning stuff. Uh, this week, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but there's a a trailer that released online for the new Kurt Cobain uh it's a new documentary about his life called the montage of heck and it looked really good and uh really compelling and i'm not even a huge nirvana fan or kurt cobain i mean definitely grew up knowing who he was and, and was interested in sort of his indelible mark on the music industry and the way he changed it but um i learned this week that kurt cobain got married in his pajamas and uh you know why not? I like that. That's my takeaway from from everything that this this man, obvi- and this great artist, clearly did. <laughs> that he got married in his PJs. That seems like uh, you know the, you you gotta take a jab back at the establishment any way you can, and I feel like getting married in your PJs is one way to do that. And that's what I learned this week. What I learned this week. What you learned. Uh, if you'd like to share with me what you learned this week and uh, I will read it on the show, you can tweet at who writes pod or write on the Facebook page or you can email me directly at uh, who writes this at gmail dot com. Uh, this week at the Daily Claire uh, shared with me what she learned this week, which is the IMDB rating system for this is Spinal Tap. One of the best movies ever goes to 11. That is fantastic. Um, <laughs> they usually go to 10, but this one goes to 11. Uh, that is fantastic. Thank you, Claire for, for sharing that. If you guys have anything, uh, that you learned this week that you would like to share with me, whether well, you know, it doesn't have to be silly or, or, you know, kind of random. It could be serious or profound or just anything. I love to hear that stuff. So, uh, so please tweet at who writes pod and let me know. Um, also if you haven't, please go over to the podcast page on iTunes and, uh, leave a review of the show. I know, uh, every little bit of, of that helps iTunes in itself know that we're here and we're making a thing. And, uh, Helps us get featured on the front podcast page which uh, of iTunes, which uh, you know is a big deal. I think it'll help sort of get the, the word out. And uh, I'll even thank you in person here on the show if you do so. So that's something, at least. Um, today, Audrey Rose is on the show. I don't know if you're, you're familiar with Audrey. If you aren't, you should be. She's a great artist from, uh, who lives here in town, and uh, I love talking to Audrey. We've only known each other sort of peripherally uh, and uh, played a show or two together in the past, but um, I've always admired her talent and her spirit, and uh, she's written really great songs. She's written with uh, artists like John Paul White of The Civil Wars, and uh, she's even had a song recorded by Amy Grant. Um, Audrey's just one of those people that I feel like you should keep an eye on. You know, you have those people, sort of those artists that that pop up on your radar, and you're like, I feel like this is gonna be somebody you know uh who does some really great things some really cool interesting things and i was happy when she agreed to come over and and chat and uh i I really enjoyed our talk and i think you will as well which is why i recorded it for you do you want to hear it you do well you're in luck so uh here's episode 72 with audrey rose I'm really bad at that I'm. I, my memory is just It's. It used to be really good Especially with names mm-hmm, And mm-hmm. I've been touring since I was like 20 And mm-hmm. I was really good at, I remember stories of everybody that I stayed with Everybody that I played with I, Like like even probably now I'd probably be better at remembering shows from 2002 Than I am like from this past year mm-hmm. There's just a point where your brain just goes Ah we're gonna stop We're full <laughs> we're done now yeah
1: um you know i sometimes like even at shows like if i just have sort of a a moment where i forget a line or i'm 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 somewhere else or something i'll just make it up honestly and no one knows the difference i'm
0: so glad you said that
1: yeah i and and no no one knows the difference you know does
0: it bug you when people stop and and they're like wait a second what's that line let me think a second because if you just keep going your muscle memory will kick in yeah and
1: well, fake it till you make it kind of thing, yes. you know, and I think when you're putting on a show for people and they pay for a ticket or whenever, you know, even if, if it's a free show, I mean, even if it's one person in the audience, that one person can tell 10, 5, whatever yeah. of their friends. And so I think you always have to show up and be professional, no matter what venue it is, how show, whatever. Sometimes it's hard to know? remember that because <laughs> sometimes yeah. you like,
0: this is a joke. What am I doing here?
1: Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing with my line? <laughs> yeah, I
0: know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> have you have your existential crisis in the car yeah, and yeah. then come in yeah. and, and be professional? Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. But um, but the thing is, is like with this, with this, doing this film or whatever. What was crazy is I got to know a different side of myself. My dad is a photographer, and literally since I was born, he's had a camera in front of my face, so I feel very comfortable in front of. Oh yeah, a camera. that makes sense. Uh huh. Because, I mean, I remember he bribed me with taking me a trip going to Opryland. He was living um, or had a studio over Cummins Station and he was going to take me to Opryland. And he's like, not until you like, let me test out this new lens I got (laughs) and like all this kind of stuff. So when it was time to do the film, I was like ready to go, you know? And it felt comfortable. It was fun. I almost in some ways felt more comfortable doing that than being on stage Hmm. with a guitar in my hand. I, for some reason, like some people cannot be on stage without having a guitar in their hand they feel naked yeah. without it I i've feel, had to work at that yeah i feel better almost with a mic in my hand and feel freer that way for do whatever you ever reason. perform
0: without playing an instrument do you ever just stand up there and say oh yeah do you oh, i yeah, can't remember I've, I've, I've seen you play a couple times but i i can't remember like for the life of me i've seen you you know in pictures playing guitar yeah and stuff like yeah that. and maybe we played a writer's round or something um like once again memory yeah terrible. memory um but well, okay, so you yeah, you, I, you do perform, so you are comfortable just oh holding yeah. that mic. Okay, I
1: I love that, and I love like being able to move around, taking it off the stand, like having movement. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I like having the guitar in my hand too. But you know, I mean, I just I I feel more comfortable in that. I think everybody has to figure out what is their thing and not be afraid to hone in on that, or yeah. feel like I need to be this certain way. I need to feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Are you a confident person? In, in life I you, yeah I think I am yes okay it,
1: it <laughs> I don't think I, mean, I really am and and yeah. I, I mean I feel like I have you know uh done a lot of work on myself sure. and just and had really great influential and positive people in my life that have helped That's me huge yeah to you know I mean everybody always has stuff they have to work on but yeah um I have no problem with being honest
0: right you know you you can answer this however you want yeah you can also say next uh do you ever go yes. to therapy have you ever been to therapy oh yeah okay i mean uh, i'm yeah. a big proponent of it i love and therapy i'm curious about like musicians or artists that do that because a lot of times that is the therapy and for me for a long time it was yeah and then and then for a lot and then it's sort of song exchange for me And maybe you can speak to this yeah. from being like this is something i have to get out because i'm this like moody need not needy but like i'm just i'm a teenager or early 20s and i'm feeling everything and i this is the way i filter it yeah To and then it became my sort of career and then now i think about it like what are some interesting things i can speak to or what are some things going on in my life that people could relate to i don't necessarily see it as a form of therapy anymore yeah and that's when i was like man i really need like an outside opinion that isn't somebody that i have to see every day (laughs) you know right and that's when that sort of turned into that but i'm always curious about artistic people who sort of choose or elect to go to to see a therapist or see somebody just to like get stuff out because a lot of times you know what you use your art for changes
1: exactly you know what I mean and I once saw a picture it was like maybe floating around Facebook and it had like how a normal person sees colors, blue, green, red. And then how an artistic person sees it, turquoise, cobalt blue. Oh, really? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like as an artistic person, you're always on sensory overload.
0: That's true. And you're
1: like a sponge. You're just soaking everything up and what mm. people say. And for me, like, I'm a very sensitive person. So when I sit and talk with someone, I really am listening to what they say. I'm also like kind of in a way psychoanalyzing them. I'm like, I wonder why, how that happened. Do they have like daddy issues? Like, hmm, how can that translate that into- That's an interesting pause right you know, what i mean or, uh, yeah, uh-huh, exactly uh-huh. and so i Daddy you know <laughs> uh, yeah. or whatever yeah, you know, know what you and mean, yeah. uh, or why did that relationship not work out mm-hmm. or why is this person like having such a hard time or if somebody walks into a room and, and i'm like is there something wrong no there's nothing wrong so
0: you're constantly taking the temperature of the room exactly yeah. that's a that's an artistic trait but it's also like i think it's a, re- a really good artist has that quality too because there's sort of I don't know. Like I feel like you're
1: if, taking different stuff in, and yeah, and I mean, I,
0: there is the artistic trope of the artist or whatever creative person being kind of aloof and not knowing what's going yeah. on, but I. I've never been that person. I'm sort of a- almost hyper aware. I'm more like Larry David side Yeah, where, <laughs> where I'm like constantly being like, why did he say I that? Love, what is he doing? Well, why did he David. say it that way? And I'm obsessing about it. I'm yeah. Like, what did he mean? That guy doesn't like me. Yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah.
1: And, and, and so then that goes into why somebody would need to go to therapy because <laughs> yeah,
0: it's true. you need
1: some, I mean, you can't always talk to your husband or your wife or your boyfriend or right. whatever. Or
0: your friends even. Like or your Some friends. things are like, I don't, you know, this is not.
1: Exactly. And like the, the woman that I go to and I've gone to her for, for like five years now I mean I basically my parents got divorced when I was eight years old mm-hmm. I'm an only child so I didn't have any brothers or sisters to really talk to about that kind of stuff and the reality is is that if you come from that kind of background which I would say a broken home yeah you know for me music was my outlet to get out what I felt when I sing that is a release for me dirty green being passed around Changing faces in the crowd Lights turn to dust The sun turns to rust into the ground Rumors are spreading round He's the one who's gonna burn Phone. We're busy. do. You're an
0: inquisitive person? Yes. Sure
1: yes. Oh, for sure. I am. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just have always had this in, in, innate need to really want to like break down,
0: understand things, understand and, things. Mm-hmm. But also
1: like, I think that different people have things that hold them back from being who they're supposed to be. Totally. And so I've always been curious, what are those things? What are those, you know, and I think even with music, I think the reason why people relate to music or a lyric or a song or a person's voice is because of it. It helps them to relate in a way they can't necessarily get out. You know, mm-hmm. which is why they sometimes attach themselves to an artist. They get me. I feel part of yeah. what they do. So, and it's know, interesting
0: when people attach themselves to an artist at an early age, and then even if they don't grow with that artist, they're sort of like that guy or that band or whatever like helped me through a thing they'll be a lifelong fan of that mm-hmm. person yeah. I'm that way in in some ways but like not but there's people who are like obsessed with like you know the Smiths or yeah. there's, there's certain artists where it's like I needed that or the stuff that they were saying resonated with me when I was 16 or 22 or whatever when I was going through this thing right and it, it is interesting how if that had an effect on you you'll sort of they can do no wrong in your book you know that's where like super fans come from yeah oh exactly <laughs> Which, you know, I could use more of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. I once had, uh, it was funny, I did um, Next Big Nashville, the first year they did it. But I remember that um, Daniel Tashin's band played, which I love Daniel Tashin, um, and uh, The Silver Seas. And oh, yeah, yeah. Beetle Bob came. Do you know Beetle Bob? I don't think so. So Beetle, there's a whole thing with Beetle Bob.
0: Explain Beetle but, Bob.
1: So he looks like a Beetle. Okay. And he. He apparently just he'll he is like a huge music fan Appa- older guy? He's an older guy. Okay. And maybe he's from St. Louis, if I'm correct on that. I looked him up afterwards. But he only shows up at certain shows. He like really like looks to see who's playing. Is and he a he, fan?
0: Or is he like is he absolutely? He's just to do a fan, the- He's
1: just a fan of music. Okay. And he goes to like Bonner. He goes to like these different things. Okay. And so he came and I performed this slow song. It was this song called Tomorrow. And it's just piano and vocal. Mm-hmm. And he was like he was like dancing to it as if it were you know kind of a pop song, and I just busted out laughing, and I was like, I'm sorry, like I just have to, you know what I'm saying. But yeah. I ended up looking looking him up afterwards because he's just a character. Anyways, there's this whole thing. It's on, like, like Rico at
0: uh, at you know Rico the uh, uh, the I don't think I'll he's homeless, up. but the guy who comes, <laughs> the guy the guy who comes to a <laughs> musicians' corner. Oh, is he the, in the guy front. that yeah, the, yeah,
1: and he's got dreads and stuff. Yeah, I don't think
0: he's homeless, but he has he has something He lives in like a hmm. some have assisted have, maybe, or uh, maybe like an assisted uh living kind of thing okay. over by Centennial Park. But like he's sort of like the mascot of Musician's Corner. And he's yes. I mean, literally if you look up anybody in the country, if you want to google Musician's Corner pictures, you'll see a guy standing in the front, dancing to everything. And he but he at least he dances to whatever. The, if it's a slow song, he'll dance slower. If it's uh, but like he's yeah. like if you talk to him, it's really interesting because he's re- he's just a fan he's just of a huge things. Music he just fan. Lo- he feels music in a way that like most people don't. Probably because there's a lot of like drugs still in his system from sure. the seventies or whatever. But you <laughs> he know, doesn't who- really know who's where to he's to at. Say? Yeah, who's to say? It's like the dress.
1: Uh, is it blue? Is it gold? Is it? you Oh know, my gosh, he, when's he, that gonna go God, away? Can that just die?
0: One thing I'm noticing about this day and age is that <gasps> thing had a had a shelf life of about twelve hours. Yeah, which right. Is so fast. I feel like some things like. The Macarena lasted a long time con- yeah. compared to th- how things get so overblown so quick these days. So many people tweet, so many people Instagram, like you're, you can't get away from it. Yeah. And not just that, but there are certain even like trends or songs and... It's just like, I, I, what's the last Macarena type song? Psy, yes. Gangnam uh, Style? Yes. That didn't even last that long. Like, it was, it's amazing how I can't that maybe remember lasted how a few months. Gang, I don't even know. He made millions of dollars and then he went away. He's like, like I'm, and I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. He tried to make a follow up, didn't work. Or Rebecca Black, that Friday song or whatever. Oh, like God. they go away so quickly. I I think she
1: has another song, like Saturday, maybe or something. Oh, of
0: course she did. uh, Why wouldn't she? And then
1: she was in a music video for maybe Katy Perry, like had her in her music video or something. She becomes a novelty.
0: I I wonder about people like that, and like in a way, those those types of people make me make me sad because I'm like they didn't even get a chance to be like a real like nobody will ever take them seriously. God, I I can can get
1: on my soapbox about that because I mean that's just like such like
0: I'm I'm so fascinated by it because there is Uh, it's it's the same thing with like. Maybe this isn't this way, but I, I have a Sirius XM in my car because I'm doing very well. Oh, um, no. But I can't remember what the station is. It might be like 90s on 9 or one of those like early 2000s. They only play songs from like 2000 to 2010. Yeah. Lance Bass is a is a DJ on it. Really? And it's really sad because he has to play music from a time when he was relevant. Mm-hmm. And and maybe Lance, I shouldn't feel sorry for Lance Bass because he's doing well. He's He's, he's probably, probably like- fine. I want artists to keep being like, maybe he's doing what he wants to do and all that aside, he's probably happy and I'm judging him unfairly. But like, it makes me sad to hear Lance Bass on there because he had just amount, just the same amount of fame as Justin Timberlake who's doing great. He's like best case scenario. Right. And then Lance maybe, maybe not worst case scenario, but I feel kind of like, you know, he was, he's a novelty now. Like people, you know, like hearing him on there, I guess. And he does a a good enough job, but it's still like...
1: Yeah, I I mean, it's crazy because it's like, you know, I think it's a whole like cultural thing. I mean, everybody's so like instantaneous and need it now and need it now. And I guess my hope with music or the thing that I've always had experience with is like, you know, people, when I first, like, played my first show at the Five Spot, and I would, you know, a manager, like, helped me, and she, like, took me to Sony Nashville, and they were like, you, you know, what if you did, like, the Carrie Underwood thing? Like, we kind of see you as doing well, they're that.
0: Well, they were trying to sort of, like, help you as an artist They were trying to be that. Yeah.
1: And so, and that was the first and only label thing I've ever done, and, and I did a but showcase for them. not even Country. I, you know, at that time, like I think I had done, like and there's a thing on Lightning One Hundred. It was like "Find Us Here." I wrote it with Trent Dabs. I could hear the countryness in it. Like right. I could hear a, a country artist cutting that, and I hope they do. But yeah. um, any country artist, yeah. Call in now, but exactly. <laughs> um, but I think over time, like the last record I did, the Bomb Shelter Sessions, it's got more of an alt, like totally rock rootsy. That's really what my what I feel my sound is, and mm-hmm. what I feel most passionate about. Um, But at that time, I remember they said, you know, you're, you're the direct quote, you're too cool for what we're doing, which I took as more like a kiss and a slap. Like, I'm, I think you complimented me, but, but, you know, and, and at it was a blessing, really, because if I had signed to something like that, I probably would have been stuck on a shelf. I would never have had any movement. I would you never would have figured been, out who I was. You might have
0: just like quit music out of frustration. Exa-
1: exactly. That
0: happens all the time.
1: Exactly. And so, you know, I still, I've never had a publishing deal, never had a record deal. Um, and I've always been advised by my friends who do to hold on to my publishing, to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And to stay true to who I am. And, you know, I mean, and that's what I'm trying to do because at the end of the day, I still believe in great songs. I still believe in, you know, being, you know, an artist that has longevity, even though people now don't think that that's true. But I totally, but I, but I think it is, you know, and it's peaks and valleys, but like,
0: yeah, I feel like a lot of people have to be way more careful in curating their sort of career and you can
1: exactly, but.
0: A lot of people sort of like we were talking about like or, or the American Idol thing or like people try to grab onto as much success as quick as possible as early as on. And I feel like they sort of lose something in the process. Right. You know, like instead of because like, a lot of people don't know who they are. They're just like I just want to be in front of things and, and, and I want people to be saying my name. And like, you know, but like that Dave Barnes, I, I quote him a lot on, on here. But when he was on the podcast said like the the faster the rise, the, the, the faster the so fall of people. And there's some people who there's some people who do come out overnight on pop radio and you're like, Where's where's this person been? And if you look, they have been coming up for like twelve years. But there's some people who literally were like, Oh, I was nobody a year and a half ago, and like I just happened to be the daughter of this famous person who and that person, you know, not saying grand statement that they won't be successful for a long time, but like history shows us that they will most likely disappear as fast as they right. showed up. So and, I think it's important to like do what you're doing and be like.
1: Right. I'm not gonna
0: take the easy road and let this person dye my hair and turn me into Carrie Underwood. Uh, if that's not me, you got to be true to yourself. You exactly. Know,
1: I mean, I always, I always remember. Robert Frost quote, you know, two roads diverged in a wood and I took the road less traveled by and that has made all the difference. Yeah. A lot of people have different interpretations of what that means. I always took it as, you know, I took the road that maybe wasn't the le- was maybe didn't seem, you know, the it was is not as easy, so to say. Right. Um and for whatever reason I remember that in middle school and I just that is always just stuck in the back of my mind. Yeah. And um I I truly believe that that makes a difference when you really stay true to who you are because if you make it being somebody else, you're stuck in that, right? And so Mm -hmm. if you become successful in that and you make money in that, whatever, you have money, but you're being somebody you're not. So, I mean, for whatever reason, I just have always been very like a stickler on that and wanted to really make, the work that I felt I did the best because somebody else is going to do that other thing better than I could so yeah, why would true. I even try to do that everybody
0: you know? in the end is going to be disappointed I feel like exactly because if your heart's not in it everybody's going to see that
1: exactly and
0: and you're going to be miserable exactly I mean I've been in situations where I've had like day jobs where I made a lot of money yeah but I was like so unhappy because I just took away from the thing that I wanted to do and then I just had to be like you know what if I'm broke at least I'll be happy sort exactly. of mentality. <laughs> Which is not a new concept, but but that is something that you sort of have to, you know, and it's hard to explain to somebody who is like really young and and new and coming up or whatever about like being patient alone and then also being sort of like really find out who you are as a person and then build your sort of quote unquote brand or whatever around that and like infuse as much as you as possible. So whenever somebody hears your stuff and wants to do something with it, it will be pure because it's your own it's you, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it
1: has integrity and you'll feel good standing beside it. Yeah, you know you're what I not mean? trying
0: on a bunch of different hats.
1: And there's no, and I have no, you know, no qualms with anybody that does that. I mean, no. more power to you, you know what I mean? And I have lots of friends that, you know, have made lots of money doing stuff they really sure. don't care about. And, you know, and oh, I, know. I, and that's awesome. They've been able to put their kids through college. And so, you know, um, I mean, the thing is, is that everybody has to to do and follow whatever it is that they feel that they're going to do. And I think different opportunities and people come into your life for reason to open doors and yeah. you just follow wherever that takes you. You know, I mean, even with this thing, with this film, it's like, I'm going to be going to LA. I'm going to be meeting Chris Christopherson. Hello. I never That's would amazing. have ever thought that in my life. He lives life. here
0: too most of the time.
1: You know, I'd heard that he had a house in, in Maui, maybe I think he might as well, and I he mean, lives on one side of the volcano, and then Willie Nelson lives on the other, and they like play golf together.
0: I hope that's true. I, wanna, I saw it an interview. I'm choosing like, to believe that's true it was because like that's 60 Minutes or
1: something, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, Silver Tongue Devil. That was uh, yeah. So when I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that off eBay and have him sign it. But all that to say, you never know where life is going to take you, right? Never. And so, if you like two years, you're like, what What am I doing with my life? What is happening? All of a sudden, you get a phone call that came out of nowhere, and you're like. I'm so glad that I it's, it's
0: usually <laughs> it's usually in those moments like for me when I'm like
1: what a, what,
0: a, what am I going to do just keep writing songs for people to like kind of pay attention and to And everybody
1: goes through that And then
0: something will come where I'm like, "Well, I'm so glad that I didn't quit 2 weeks ago."
1: Exactly. Because, you know, whatever. Exactly. And, and it,
0: honestly like the thing for me like people ask, you know, I have friends who sort of play music for, uh, with, you know, who who quit for whatever reason, mm-hmm. especially in the in the age of like I was in a band in college and then I had to like, you know, get a job and I can't do this anymore. I like, you know, a lot of friends kind of fall off around that. And uh who are who are sort of like, why do you keep doing this? You know, and it's not it is because I I love it and it just is who I am. But it's also I am constantly plagued and not not plagued, but like I'm so fascinated by what's around the corner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't stop going around the corner. That I'm like, is a there wonderful be, way of putting it. There could be something around that corner, and not like, you know. Ty Pennington holding a giant check with like move that bus, (laughs) (laughs) but but like something that something that I've been working toward (laughs) for years slowly and finally somebody being like hey why don't you come play this on this showcase or why don't you come your song is gonna be on this thing or whatever like we want you to we want to hire you to because that stuff happens all the time and it's what I've been working for so it, it feels kind of it would it would be such an injustice to you know not the dream or whatever to talk so lofty about it but like to all this work I've put in and people who believed in me, my parents and all this stuff. If I just like, you know, called, call it a day. And went right. Into, I can't stop going around those corners though. I'm exactly. Like, there might be something. So I'll keep doing this. And well, that's the myself. artist.
1: I mean, I think that's the yeah. artist that, that thinks that, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I think it was Ben folds. He may have, said this at one point talking about how it's not really about the the big steps it's about the little steps like you know yeah. what I mean it's mm-hmm. about those things I'm a big believer in that Yeah and I am too and I think that's those little steps are what continue to give you hope to keep moving forward to keep you know to keep hustling I don't think you ever reach that moment where you're like and eh, it's enough Are you afraid of what they will say and who are
0: Comes up on this podcast a lot, like the sweet spot, like doesn't yeah. even exist. I
1: don't like, think so. you just so. sort of
0: have to keep keep doing it. You have to enjoy the grind, and if you find it, exactly you enjoy the grind and the mm-hmm. inter- if like and I feel like you're that you seem to be this way, where you enjoy sort of like what interesting thing could be coming up next. Mm-hmm. You know, like you never, like you said, you never thought this uh, you would be on film or whatever. Mm-mm. Like that, that has to be enough to keep you interested and in, and in plugging away and like, like oh yeah, I'm keep doing this because. I never thought that my life would be this way. Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, I think it was Emily Dickinson, she said, you know, dwell in possibility. I mean, and that's what I do. I mean, I really do dwell in the possibilities of what life can bring. I cannot do mundane. I can't do boring. I can't do something that is you know, predictable, I guess. And and even with music, like, um, I always am trying to dig to figure out, you know, what is to, to really refill the creative well, you know, I mean, mm. even for my birthday, I just oh, yeah. Happy had New a birthday. birthday thank you uh, on Saturday. <laughs> and I went to Oxford, Mississippi. Oh, yeah. I saw that on. Yes. Instagram. Yeah. That was crazy. We did like a whole like blues history thing. We went to Morgan Freeman's Juke joint in uh-huh. Clarksdale, Mississippi, which is so crazy because it's like this rundown town yeah they do like a juke joint festival every april and it's like a huge like ground for gangs like gang training it's pretty dangerous wait like
0: bloods and crips gangs? oh yeah okay and so
1: the cops come in and they basically do like a a deal or whatever with them saying like hey ceasefire kind of situation for, for this week for, or whatever for that or... week for the juke joint festival and they're like oh, all right yeah, we're just going to, you know, but Sam Cook's from there. I mean, he was born oh, wow. there. And um, Ike Turner, we went by his old childhood home, went to the River, uh, River Riverside Hotel, which was the, used to be the only hospital that took in African-Americans uh-huh. back during that time. And Bessie Smith died in one of the rooms there. And so I got to go in that room. What is it
0: with this town? Just everybody came from the, is there a documentary about this?
1: Um. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, well, and, and Robert Johnson, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the crossroads yeah. and stuff, but which I went to his grave. Um, you know, yeah, there's something that. about Mississippi that is there. There's just a well of inspiration and creativity, um, that comes from there. I mean, it's so true. many authors and people that want to pursue writing go to Oxford to go to Ole Miss or they just go there to have homes. there. like Jack White had a home in, in Oxford um, or they, you two played at mm. the juke joint, and this place is in the middle of nowhere, you know. But That's people so seek crazy. that out to figure out where did rock and roll come from. Where, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a lot of rivers that are by there. I think that there's something, you know, just I don't know. It sounds cliche to say, it's, but there's just something in the, in in the no, air, and the water, and the soil, it, and all feel, that kind of stuff. You can you know? feel that
0: kind of stuff. And I, I had a similar experience a year or so ago. I had. Uh, a day to kill. I had a show in Memphis and I had a day to kill in Memphis and I've never really explored Memphis and mm-hmm. just walking around, taking my own, uh, like looking at uh, stuff up on the internet and taking my own sort of walking tour of all this stuff. Yeah. It feels like hollowed ground. Like a lot of that, those areas and those venues and those oh, yeah. bars and stuff like that are really, uh, it was amazing. There's one. There's one bar in and, and the upstairs and I went into it because I'm I'm a movie nerd and they they filmed the uh, the movie Elizabethtown Town there. Did uh, they? Yeah. There, I... There's a point in the movie where he takes a road trip at the end or whatever, and, okay. and he goes to Memphis and there's okay. there's a bar where the guy and I'm more fascinated by the story than the fact that they shot the movie there. But this the he goes there in the movie because the guy that owns the bar has owned it forever and like you know BB King and all these guys came in there and like sat at that bar after they played a gig there and just like told stories or whatever mm-hmm. <clears throat> and in the movie there's the, the the guys there so i went there and he wasn't there but there was a band taking a photo shoot upstairs oh, and i cool. just like and they told him the bartender was like it's off limits or whatever yeah uh you can't go upstairs but i just went outside and like was like here let me help you and i grabbed an amp and went upstairs and like the upstairs of this bar this old blues bar what used to be the green room yeah you know in like the 50s and stuff in the 40s and it was just a ba- you could it's what you just said. You could just feel that stuff happened here. Like there was, there's just something in the air and I feel like the South is like ripe Ugh. with that kind of stuff yes. because so much has happened here. So much tragedy and through tragedy and adversity, like I feel like artistic voices just really become vibrant and rise. And I'm mm-hmm. sure like you could feel that everywhere. Oh my in God. I town. mean,
1: what was really weird is that when we walked into the juke joint in Clarksdale it's called Ground Zero, and it literally looks the way that it did back in the in the twenties. Oh, um, and it's by this old railroad, and I mean they've literally kept it the same. And there's signatures all over the walls. I mean, so many. see Ray Vaughn played there. Robert Johnson. I mean, you know. Are you a big blues
0: fan in general? Or
1: I don't know enough about the history as much as I am going to after mm. I've had this experience. Like I want to. What made you, you want know, to go there? You know what's really weird um, is is just that I have always just had um, a connection or an attraction to the blues and to Black history, mm-hmm. to gospel music. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've just always connected with, and I've always wanted to know where that comes from. Like I listen to like, you know, um, I listened to Bessie Smith, Robert Johnson, Lead Belly, uh, a lot of these, you know, these great blues. I guess you'd call it like hill. There's different kinds of blues, hill yeah. hill country blues, um, I'm Delta sure. blues. I'm sure there's a bunch of genres. Yeah. yeah, And i guess the thing is, is with that genre of music, especially in that area is that, you know, these people, especially these, these African Americans who didn't have a lot of money to work with, um, T model Ford or whatever, like they had these old jangly guitars and the sound that comes out of their mouth is just, it's so haunting and it's so heartbreaking and so beautiful at the same time. There's something that I hear in that, that I yeah. just really connect with. And I'm like, I got to want to, I want to know more. I want to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me, that's, that's the reason why I have such a, you know, a a, a need to know, to know about it. You know? I'm, I'm
0: fascinated by that too. And I've always been like sort of a history buff. And then especially getting into music, I'm more, I'm so fascinated by the fact that I, I love the, the the feeling of going to, like, Sun Studios or something and being like, oh, these yeah. guys are just... I'm in the same line of work as these guys. Like, that's such a fun and overwhelming... And you almost feel like it is, a you know, to speak lofty once again. What am I talking about? That's all this podcast is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, like, make, I con- I make concessions of it. But I'm like, you know what? I think what I'm doing is important, so I yeah, well, we might as well yeah, talk about it yeah. as such. But, like, I, I like... It is sort of like a mantle being passed on, especially living in this town, like, everywhere you go... You know, especially like the older places that have been around for, you know, 80 years, or whatever people have stories of all these giants of our industry that have gone through them. And it sort of feels like, no, like it's a, these guys thought it was important. So I have to think it's important. And I have to carry this on or whatever. Yeah, But I, I love uh, that kind of stuff. I mean, that's a fun way to look at it, too. Shoot, I completely lost what I was about to say. But <laughs> it's <laughs> that coming so back. Often. It's coming back. Uh no, uh, we're passing
1: wait. down the torch, you know. Oh, oh, yeah, I know. What, yeah. Isn't it
0: amazing to think that there, before recorded history, not that rec- not before, but even like back then, mm-hmm. there were people who were probably didn't have the luxury to pursue singing or ri- songwriting, who were probably amazing, and they're just it just lay dormant because they weren't given the luxury that we are given to actually pursue a dream mm-hmm. and like like or even do it on the side because we have literally the technology in our pockets to record any thought or like song or melody mm-hmm. like, like I think I think about that like even going back into history but especially like in the in the time of slavery and all that stuff I feel like mm-hmm. there was all, all you know even you, you see people you know slaves singing in fields and stuff like that I was like they're probably this is a probably one dimensional way to think about it but like some amazing singers
1: amazing uh, an
0: amazing like voices not just literally but like a writing voices in there that that just never got the chance to be heard yes that are lost and that that for, i could think about that for hours yeah You're like oh that's so ins-. it's tragic but also sort of beautiful right you know
1: well that's why i feel like if you have this desire whether that is to paint or to write or to sing or whatever the case may be you man you owe it to yourself and you owe it to you know, God and you owe it to the people that, that never had the opportunity to do it, wherever that takes you and whatever that 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 leads, leads, you know? And so it's like, you know, I mean, even somebody like Robert Johnson who died when he was 27, I mean, literally, did he really, yes. died when he was 27, I, I, you would think that he would have been, you know, died when he was like 40, but they don't really know what he died of. Some people think he got poisoned or whatever the case may be, but you know, he, he wasn't like, you know, some famous guy. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, isn't I mean, there's a lot of people that are can, like that.
0: Somebody can die in this day and age. It's so insane to think that somebody can die and people don't know what they died of. Well, uh,
1: yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but me. that happened
0: all the time, especially you know? back
1: then. That's why know? I think
0: cold cases are so fascinating for people, because it's oh, just yeah. like people didn't. They just kind of threw stuff aside. And, you know, even now, like there's there's news coming up of the John Benet Ramsey case or whatever, where they're like, eh, like their investigators are like, yeah, we kind of we didn't do a good job. Like they they're like, we probably could have figured out who did oh it and, and you know and that wasn't even that long i think mean, it was 20 years ago or whatever, yeah but it, it's just insane to think because now everything is nitpicked and, and they can't I,
1: open that up again i
0: i don't know i don't know i can't i was so young when that was happening
1: i remember I, that but i
0: don't remember oh it was like terrifying because i wasn't yeah. that far away from her age when that was going on yeah so it's terrifying to think of that happening but at the same time when you're a kid your brain can only take in so much like tragedy you're like i don't know how to filter this or you don't have a reference point for right it. or what so there's what no I,
1: what am i i mean the, like the oj simpson i remember being a kid seeing that on tv yeah, like the the that was white bronco and i was huge car chase and all i that remember kind of stuff where going.
0: i was when i first saw the white bronco going i was like it was a friday afternoon and i was over at a friend's house after school and, so and to this day whenever i run into that friend's mom i was in like fourth grade yeah that friend's mom in like walmart in my hometown she will she brings it up literally every every <laughs> no, time. Whenever we remember, you can't tell anybody about OJ without mentioning me. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess so. Uh,
1: yeah, let me let me ask you this: Do you ever yes. watch? Are you are you a big fan of House of Cards? Um,
0: I'm saving it. I will be. I'm sure. You
1: say so you haven't seen any. I seasons. watched the first
0: couple episodes of it when it first came out, and I was like, okay. already sort of. I was watching too many shows at the time to keep up with what, it. And what I'm shows like, I'm do you watch? I'm going to come back to it. At the time, it was sort of in the height of. Like Breaking Bad, Walking Dead, love- Mad Men. Do you Have Orange uh, is the New
1: Black or The Leftovers? Orange is the New Black.
0: I've watched Leftovers. I've saved. That's one that them. There's sort of stuff in my like queue, if you will. Gotcha. Where I'm like, I will get to that. What was it? Oh, I just watched uh, Friday Night Lights.
1: Have you Have you watched the whole so, thing? Yeah, yeah. And like, what do you of those- think of it?
0: I thought it was great.
1: I haven't seen it yet and it's everybody's so like what are you waiting waiting for, you know? Lower
0: your expectations. Okay. It's a teen drama.
1: Cuz everybody has really built this up front out lights and it's made me almost overwhelmed that I that I'm I will tell you, know you what I mean? watch
0: it but lower the expectations. Okay. It's a teen drama. There are some great moments with the adults in it, but for the most part I you're watching I love the music. It's th- that I've heard, That you know, is one of the best and the way parts it's shot. of it. It is a real. I mean, it's a really well done. Okay. But it's also in the era of like Gossip the a House of Cards or like shows that are have like twelve episode seasons. Yeah. It was in the era of the twenty two episode seasons. So there's some stuff where you're like, this is really dragging on because. Yeah. But then uh, there and then a few. Uh, there's only four or five seasons, and then one of them is really short. One of the seasons is really short. It's good. It's okay. a good show. Did I'm you gonna- watch Parenthood? No, but same guy that did Parenthood. So if oh, I always well, tell I people, if you really like Parenthood, you really like this because I mean, I've heard has great the things same. about paren- Parenthood. It's, it, it's amazing. Okay. I, I mean, I'm biased because I really love that show and I loved it from the beginning. But it's probably one of the best dramas that's ever been on television. Yeah. And I don't say that lightly. I mean, they, it was really amazing. What were you gonna say about House of Cards? You brought it up for a reason. Well,
1: no, I, I, I was trying to watch an episode last night and then I fell asleep. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably watch three episodes in a row because I love that show. I like yeah. stuff about the government. Uh, I find conspiracy theories yeah. really interesting.
0: you watch Scandal?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> all <too>. over Scandal. <laughs> Scandal is <was, laughs> one of
0: those, like, I'm on the road. I need a show to watch every night before I go to bed. I don't Love want to think Scandal. about it. I don't want to think about it too much. And so I started Scandal. And now I kind <laughs> of, like, I, I it's the closest I've gotten. I don't believe in guilty pleasures, but it's the closest yeah. I've gotten. It's a,
1: pretty, it's a guilty pleasure. Because
0: it's so ridiculous. Yeah. And I find myself laughing at how dumb it is sometimes. And then I watch the next one.
1: Well, they <laughs> so. all have the same... Uh, posture with their faces and stuff. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? So like, kind of like a soap yeah. opera in a way. Yeah. You know, it's so
0: soap opera. Yeah,
1: and it's not, I love it. It's
0: not even really about the government. There's several times where you have to be I like, know, "Yeah." These are some, several times where you have to be like, "He's the president. Why is he not doing presidential things?" Yes, yes. But uh, what I, other what other shows do you watch that are that involve like politics and government <sighs> stuff? Like West Wing.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I didn't see West Wing. You know, honestly, it's probably. I mean, those are probably the only ones right now that yeah. I'm watching. House of Cards and and um scandal i'm trying to think if there's another one um but i mean as far as guilty pleasures yeah, i do watch that. uh what is that five wives or you know the one about the mormon the mormon guy oh the reality show yeah yeah oh i watch what, that sister wives sister wives yeah. yeah i watch sister wives um what else
0: people can judge about that kind of stuff but if, if it's i a, find it fascinating. if it's a rainy sunday afternoon and that show comes on you can't tell me you ain't watching that show. Oh, Everybody's I'm, I'm watching that show.
1: I mean, right now, one of them is about to, to shake it up and, and ask for a divorce. So. Oh, I need to see it. Yeah. That, um, stuff, is
0: fa- that stuff is fascinating. 19 and
1: Counting. I've yeah. watched a couple of those episodes. I mean, they're from Arkansas, I they think. They are from
0: Arkansas. Are That's... they
1: Pentecostal, or what are they?
0: I don't even know. I haven't paid enough attention to okay. it to know.
1: Anyways, that kind of stuff, which is like totally like, I need something so I don't have to really think right now. You know what that I'm saying? That stuff's important.
0: Because <laughs> I love really... I, I, it really bugs me when people are really snobby about their art because some stuff just need you just need to wash over you and not worry about it.
1: Yeah, I need to not think stuff, right now. But you also have yeah. good
0: taste too, where you really like dive into things that, that are like, you know, everybody can sort of agree is artistically good. But at yeah. the same time, like I mean, I I love an Oscar movie as much as anybody, but I also really love like you know. Uh, mean Girls, or Listen, or I watch Gossip Perfect. Girl.
1: You know, and that's another guilty <laughs> yeah, pleasure. Gossip Girl.
0: My friend Stacy is like, every time we talk, she can't stop referencing uh, Pretty Little Liars, oh, and yeah. she's like, <laughs> I promise you, I don't have bad taste. It's just I'm watching this show now because I need to. I need something like that. Yeah, yeah. There is importance in that. I feel exactly. like sometimes we just need stuff to no, be dumb. Need,
1: exactly. I mean, I remember one time. I went into, it was like a coffee shop in Nashville. I can't remember which one it was. But anyways, I would just started getting into, oh, Gautier, someone that I used to know, Okay, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I was in the coffee shop and I was talking to somebody about that song and they're like, you know, um, Elliot Smith did that way better whenever he had a song that had that same title and it was on a B-side of some, something or another. Uh, you know, and I'm like, you know, that's like saying like, you know, I like that B-side of Sparkle Horse from blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I don't understand At that. At this but- point, it just... It just- <laughs> It just, I just like the song, guy. Just, you know I, what I
0: know, mean? just like can you, I, that's one of the don't best, try to one
1: up me. One of the best know?
0: gifts about uh, getting older to me is not caring about that yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Just like what you like. Yeah, like, I don't have the energy in me anymore. To care about whether something is going to be deemed cool by like the selective unconscious, you know? Right,
1: right. I don't have. It's like that how indie theme. can
0: you go? I don't care. You know what? Sometimes yeah. I I do like a weird Tom Waits song, yeah. but I also really love this new Taylor Swift album. I can't help uh, it. Yeah, so. I love
1: Taylor Swift. <laughs> I want to get her like she's a Speak Now. I guess that's or is it Speak Now? Yeah, Speak Now on vinyl that I really want to get. See, like, and it's and, okay um, to like
0: all of that because we are multifaceted people.
1: Listen, I i love um there's there's even a lot of country songs i love and i mean of course. and and um you else is like that well that, i don't know if it's kind of indie but that boom clap the sound yeah that mc
0: whatever uh, MCM.
1: yeah what is it it's a charlie
0: charlie and charlie X C X or something yeah like there are people yelling <laughs> yeah, in at their ipods yeah. right now
1: i was the daughter of fighter I couldn't take Unraveled by that deep desire I was the kerosene and you were the flame Oh
0: Okay, I'm, I'm gonna try this out because okay, uh, you s- okay. So here are the last. I wasn't thinking of you specifically, but here are I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a couple questions that I wrote in my phone of like, yes. oh, this might be interesting to like bring up a okay. topic of conversation. Uh, and I've been watching rewatching Mad Men recently because oh, the man. last season is starting. Uh But does advertising work on you?
1: Advertising? You mean as far as like, if, do am I?
0: Do you ever find yourself like hearing an ad on the radio or on TV and you're about to mute it, but then you find yourself later being like. I kind of need that thing. Maybe I need that thing. Oh, um, or do you find yourself or buying no. something and you're like, oh, I totally bought that because of the stupid commercial.
1: Honestly, not really. Are you aware of it? Am I? Am I aware? Every, of what's every going once in a while, I get.
0: I get. I'll buy something and I'm like, I don't need that kind of toothpaste, but for some reason, I'm going. The way
1: that they were brushing their teeth <laughs> and how it was foaming. It's not out even, even mouth. that conscious. Sure. It's just
0: like. I don't know. It is an interesting. And now, like, wh- when you watch Mad Men, it's really hard to not view commercials as, like, oh, that was an idea in a good Like room the Whopper
1: commercials, where it's like, or is it Whopper oh, or just whatever? Gross. And I just, that makes me, like, Hardies. if there's any sort of thing that's that would make me anti-ad. disgusted, that, exactly. And Anti- maybe that's the point. I don't know
0: it's really that's just gross to me
1: yeah that's pretty gross and and i
0: think that's the pitch like they want it to be so over the top gross but because i remember still kind it. of like it is memorable. I and mean, we're talking about it exactly somebody might hear this podcast and be like i will kind of hardy's now
1: and, but, they're, and they're go to it do it i know
0: um <laughs> okay well, this might be a little bit too much to get go in, ahead to get into i'm ready are you <laughs> i don't even know why this came up yes are you aware of this is what i wrote down are you aware of people who don't like you
1: Am I aware of people that
0: don't like me? Here's the here's where I get, went like, with this. Don't answer okay. yet. I used to be the kind of person who was such a people pleaser, and I still am, that I it was almost like a... I loved saying the sentence, I don't even know people who don't like me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even aware of somebody who doesn't like me. And then you live long enough, and misunderstandings happen with friends, and you don't talk to them again or whatever. Whenever something happens, I can kind of think like, eh, that. That, pro- that person was probably behind that, or that person probably... You know, anonymously tweeted that thing at me because they probably don't like me. Exactly. Are you you that type of person at all, or do you even care? You know,
1: I think the thing is, is that you have to get to a place where, or at least, yeah, you have to get to a place where you realize that not everybody is gonna like you; they just aren't, right? So, so I, you know, if, you know, in the case of like being aware of it. I think that I maybe have been around people that maybe I could feel like I don't know if they really jived with what I did, but in all honesty, I don't really care. Because um
0: Are you do you not care or are you just not affected?
1: Um because I used to be a people pleaser and I think I've just come into a place where I really try not to put too much energy into it mm-hmm. because that doesn't it's so do much anything. Energy for me you know but that's just a human thing where it's like a thousand things can be going right and then one person like whatever says something and you focus on that thing I just try to make an effort to not care yeah because I just don't think there's any other way to be and keep your sanity
0: it's so (laughs) it's so hard you know it is hard and I'm not saying that I'm like
1: perfected that I'm just saying that I really try to make an effort to do that you know what I mean yeah but I mean, human being. I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be like, man, that kind of, that kind of hurt my balance. The worst is the worst <laughs> is when
0: somebody like gets a wrong impression of you because you were just decided to be quiet during like a meeting. Yes, or, or exactly. a party or, or something, and they and they get the impression that you're like snobbish or you were looking at them weird or like yeah. how can you get that? Because there are people like we we're saying like we read the room or we read people. Some yes. people are bad at it. Some
1: I people, would. <laughs> I would say that I've, I may have heard that from a couple of people that know me and they're like, I know you and I know you're, you're not that way, but you are a little bit more quiet and more timid. And so if you're in a room where you're not really talking to somebody, they might think that you're stuck up or something, but it's really not the case at all. I'm just more shy. I'm just, but in a way that's not you even know. your fault.
0: Like that's just, I right. mean, maybe you could,
1: I don't, know. I'm not like, Hey guys, I'm here for the party. <laughs> you know, that's
0: exhausting too. Cause that's not even, that's not,
1: yeah. I mean, if I knew somebody then you sure. know i've be- i've become more like i've come out of my shell more i would say in the last couple of years you know
0: yeah um but that just happens as you get older and you yeah that happens as you, you get are. older but i
1: but i have always been a little bit more you know like kind of to the corner like not really going to be in- and i think that has to do with being an only child i didn't really have any brothers or sisters to kind of that's true kind of get me to 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 be a little bit more like out in front or whatever you know do you
0: wish that you had siblings now in retrospect or are you fine with your origin story
1: um, you know, there's times and never I thought, I wonder if I have a brother and sister and I just don't know about it or I thought Ooh, I, Am I adopted? You know, I mean everybody <laughs> thinks that, everybody
0: thinks right? that, yeah.
1: But I look too much like my parents to be adopted. But, but anyway Whenever you
0: meet somebody and you're like it's so eerie how much we look alike or act alike. Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah, I'm like, could it be? I need to call my parents. Exactly. (laughs) But I always wondered what it would be like to have a brother and sister, you know? Of course, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think I would have turned out the way that I did if I would have had a brother and sister, you know? So I think it worked out.
0: That's a really, like, mature, evolved way of thinking. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I, you know, I have a stepsister, but, you know, I guess it's not really the same as having, like, a sibling that you grow up with and you're, like, one-on-one with. And you guys
0: are, like literally like brothers or sisters in arms <laughs> like, exactly like you've been through the same upbringing exactly and all, you have the same reference points all that stuff exactly well uh we're almost at an hour i have a few lightning round questions i'm going to yes. shoot at you please and you can answer them they're not lightning round as in like you have to give quick answers but uh the, this is how we always sort of wrap up okay. the episode um so you have a surprising musical influence
1: slain dion
0: out of the gate wow yeah really <laughs>
1: That is like a guilty pleasure of mine. Listen, I love Celine Dion. Celine's legit. She is legit. Okay. <laughs> and honestly, it's like I've had a few people that are like, oh, really? Wah, wah, you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't care. Listen, I want to see my dream is to see her perform at in Las Vegas and meet her. Okay? I challenge
0: anybody, I haven't done it, but I challenge anybody to see her live. I've heard I have friends who have gone and seen her live and yeah. they're like Ain't nobody in that, in that place thinking like, this is lame. Is she, cause she's such a powerhouse and a she's presence. She's such, yes. Yeah.
1: You know, and the thing is, is like, I grew up listening to her music. I mean, and would sing, try to sing to, to how she sang. I mean, she really taught me how to try and, and reach yeah. those high notes. I mean, she's a way better singer than I will ever be.
0: Maybe the best singer. Oh my God. Yeah. Her <laughs>
1: control and everything, yeah. you know, but I mean, I just have a lot of respect for her, you know? Absolutely. So. I would say that would be a surprising one.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have guessed Celine Dion. Yeah, um, especially <laughs> just from judging from like hearing your music, I wouldn't have been like, yeah. she loves Celine."
1: Love that Celine. <laughs> Love the What do you? Uh,
0: what do you associate with the name Keith?
1: Oh, I was going to say Keith Whitley. I don't know why I thought Keith Who's Whitley. Who's Keith Whitley? <laughs> Keith Whitley, a country singer. Um, he was. Uh, he's back in. The, what was it like the eighties? and he... Keith Whitley? Yeah, Keith I'm Whitley. i up Keith Whitley. But then I was thinking Keith Childry because he play, plays in my band. There you go. And Okay, I like that the, made me think of it. I
0: like the personal ones. Whenever somebody says like Keith Urban or something like that, I'm... I'm I don't
1: know why I thought Keith Whitley. I'm a little Keith bit like, I was like, no, listening. I mean like
0: personally. Wait, wait yeah. Keith, is Keith Whitley that's what you said?
1: Yeah, Keith Whitley. Keith Whitley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm it's pulling up now, I'm hoping for a mullet. I love this. This I'm is great. I'm looking for a mullet. uh Uh, he might have had a oh yeah that's him he's he's got just if you're listening to this google keith Whitley. you're you're welcome (laughs) that's a great one uh i'm fascinated about that name cracks me up because it's so time stamped yeah you don't see a bunch of baby keiths running around yeah yeah uh who's your first celebrity crush
1: jtt Jonathan Taylor Thomas, yeah. So did you have like
0: teen oh, posters yeah. up in like oh, from yeah. magazines? I yeah. had this.
1: I always had this like fantasy that I was like, w- you know, I was in my room with like my tape recorder and I'd be singing with a little microphone, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I'd be like, oh my god, what if JTT like came in a limo and picked me up and <laughs> and rescued me from my like life? Yeah. <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? He would do it too. And
1: then I saw Is him it? recently. and in, in, What? In well, real no, life? Well, no, no, not in real life. But I mean, just like, I think it was like on PerezHilton.com yeah. or something. Like, I don't even know what it was. But, you know, I didn't have the same like GTT.
0: I know. But I wonder if you were in the same room with him, if that's ever, if that, mm-hmm. what would, what would happen? Because
1: I would have to say something. I'd be like, I, I have to am sure. To I wonder how many
0: people go up to Jonathan Taylor Thomas daily and say like, I have the biggest crush on you. Because there was a moment where he could do no wrong. No. He was on Home Improvement. He uh, was like Tom and Huck. Was that what it was? Tom and Huck. Tom uh, Sawyer. He, yeah. He was the voice oh, of Simba God. from The Lion King. A lot of oh, people don't man. know. Yes. Uh, he didn't sing, but he was the he was he was the, he was the, the voice, voice. Of, yeah. of of young Simba. Man, I mean, th- like there was a window, like ninety two to ninety five. He could do no wrong.
1: It was it was him and, and also the guy that played Casper. And he oh, turned into to the human being. That's um, usually the whenever I have. A, whenever what's his there's name? Devon. Devon Sawa. Yeah.
0: Whenever there's a female on the podcast, that's usually their first yeah. celebrity crush. Devon Sawa. It's happened. He's, it's he's come a, a great lot. guy too. That's a great era for mm. for like little cuties like pre. Because now I feel like even a younger girl would say like, you know maybe like
1: Justin Bieber. Yeah. Somebody that's,
0: that's beyond puberty, but there's something about like pre puberty crushes that are yes. so like innocent and endearing.
1: They're like the J 14 or whatever the, those <laughs> magazines were teen, Team teen, Bop. teen up. Bop, yep. Tiger beat. Tiger beat. Yes.
0: I know way too much about this. Um,
1: <laughs> what do you, yeah.
0: what do you say during sound check? <sighs>
1: Can you turn me up in the mic? No. Uh,
0: <laughs> More vocals, please. You hold yeah. your finger Testing
1: up. Testing one, two, three. Uh, probably just stuff like that. Or I sing like a song or I... Sub
0: question. Do you find soundcheck uh, daunting at all or annoying or, or like a lot of people have brought up that that it's a little bit like... It's the pre performance, but there's still like a pressure to
1: I try not to do perform. a yeah, I try not to especially if there's people in the crowd, I try not to do a song that I'm gonna do in a set, I feel the same way, and so I'll either do like a cover song or what something do you, like I your, love what do you like, Amy Winehouse, yeah,
0: that's a good, so one. like
1: you know I'm no good.
0: it's a little way, especially if there're people milling around the venue to sort of get people on board with your performance before you play, yeah, to be like especially with little covers like that. It is a weird little, it's a lost art that people don't really realize. Yeah. I mean,
1: you can make it fun and make totally. it your own, you know, and usually people will kind of like stop and pay attention. Yeah. You know, and it's a great it's r- a way preview. To, to fill out the room, totally. you know, to get a vibe. Okay. Where's this going? And then maybe to kind of switch things out in your set list to figure out.
0: That's also true. Maybe
1: not do this song, this slow song. People are not going to care.
0: Or like, Ooh, I need to change that key.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. What is your first memory of the internet?
1: Oh my God. AOL.
0: Like the, Ten thousand hours of whatever or whatever yeah. it is. that might be Malcolm Gladwell. What is it? Yeah. You used to get like five hundred hours of AOL or whatever. Like yeah, the discs? yeah, Is it that oh, or is it oh, more like the? Oh
1: wait. Okay. Okay. Oregon Trail. Was it the Oregon Trail think thing? That was on the
0: internet. That was on the computer. Oh, that wasn't on
1: the internet. Yeah, you're right. Uh, floppy disk. You mean? You yeah. You used to
0: get those in the mail where you would get like a thousand free hours of AOL. Oh, AOL.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's my first. That's my first. Like getting
0: right actually on like you've got mail like you. have that yes, whole thing really
1: exactly or the chat.
0: Yes. You know, instant or messenger,
1: Hotmail. Yes.
0: Do you wait, do you remember your first uh AIM screen name?
1: Uh yes. And it's embarrassing. It was like Beach Princess Thirty Four or something. <laughs> Why thirty four? I have no idea.
0: <laughs> I used to I that used, that used to be a lighting round question if, So do you as, terrible. Do you ascribe meaning to number a number? Do you have like a number that I you do ascribe have meaning a to? Yeah. Do you want to share it?
1: Uh so my number is twenty eight and the and the well, so my birthday's on the twenty eighth. Um I Happy wrote birthday. thank you. <laughs> I rode bus 28 when I was in elementary school. Uh-huh. A lot of times I'll see the number 28. So.
0: Yeah. Whenever I look at, I look at the clock more often than not at two thirty eight in the afternoon Ooh. or in the morning. Like I will, I've definitely woken up and it's, it's happened enough where I'm like, this might be a number that is like, I don't we ascribe, I don't ascribe meaning to that stuff, okay. but it is interesting. If you want to look that kind of stuff up to be like, what does this mean? Like, I don't what care. I don't mean? think the horoscope is real, yeah. but it is interesting to see how much they sort of nail on the head sometimes.
1: I always see 9-11,
0: which is weird. Never forget. Yeah. Do you have a bad show story that you can share with oh, us to make there's a lot of musicians that listen to the show. I got a terrible one. It makes us one. all feel better. Yeah. What's, a, what's your bad show one. story? All
1: right. Um, my one that I will always remember and is terrible. I played a show at Eddie's Attic. Okay. and In Atlanta. In Atlanta. And the and the guy that I was playing with, who I've written with a lot, was this guy Patrick Lockridge, and he's from Atlanta. And so I didn't have like a band playing with me. It was just going to be me and, and Patrick, and mm-hmm. I was going to play guitar. He was going to play keys. And I thought, hey, it would be really great um, to, to maybe, you know, get a few people of your friends to play drums, like do percussion, and somebody to play electric guitar. Mm-hmm. So he had this idea to do auditions via putting it up on Craigslist. Hey, guys, da-da-da-da-da, no. right? So I was like, I'm just going to let you handle it. I'm just going to show up and practice. I'm getting so uncomfortable. So he had like 50 people, 50 or 60 people show up at his house to audition. And for him, it was enjoyable, right? Okay, okay. And so then he picks these two guys. And and one of them's name was Steve. And the other guy's name was, I, I for, even forget his name. And the Steve guy brought like bongos, like brought like this whole bongo set. This was before I like knew what i was doing you know what i mean and i was and i was too shy to probably say hey we're just gonna stop this and we're just gonna do me and you you know what i mean yeah and so i was just like you know what i was gonna go with it and see what happens right yeah and so we do a rehearsal and the electric guitar electric guitar guy shows up and he's playing like literally on these songs that I was doing at the time were like, I would, I would kind of more akin to like Nora Jones, adult contemporary, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like shredding. <laughs> and he tells me at the rehearsal that he like went to Nashville and he knew he could make it. So he left and was like living out of his van. And at this point, I was just like, I, I don't even know what I was thinking You know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that I even went with it was just crazy. But is, anyways, is
0: there video of the show?
1: It's probably somewhere, <laughs> and so we d- we show up at this at the at the show, and the guy, the two guys, they're friends, and they've been there at the bar drinking. Oh no! Yes, doing shots of tequila and stuff. So then they get up, and the guy that's playing electric guitar, he's like doing banter in between the songs. He's no. kind of wasted. And shredding on the, and I was just so mortified, you know? And so the Steve guy on the bongos, and he's got those like chimes and, you know what I mean? And it was just, it was the worst. It was the worst ever. And so I was just so, just peeved afterwards. And I had people coming up to me after the show and they were like talking to me and, and I was selling CDs or whatever. And we get to the end of the night, we get to how much money that we made. And the, and the bartender's like, Hey, you ready to settle up? And I'm like, we didn't get anything. Those guys, they had left No, and there was a $250 tap. So literally like all the money that we had made oh, went to no. pay that. I was so, I was just so upset, obviously. You oh. know what I'm saying? And I remember that I called uh, Matthew Pearman Jones the next day because I wanted just to talk to somebody who, I mean, he's like a big brother to me mm-hmm. and he's played there many times. And so I told him what yeah. happened and I was like, what would you do? And this was at the time of MySpace. And I said, what would you do? I mean, because you can't get the money back. You know what I mean? And nope. he said, well, first, number one, never do auditions through Craigslist. OK, so <laughs> let's let's just keep that in mind yeah. next time. And he just gave me a really good pep talk talk and he made me feel better about it. He's like, everybody has these experiences. You'll never forget this. Yeah. You know, And he's like and he told me one of his stories and it made me feel better. Right. He has Some
0: stories like that, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And and so he's like everybody goes through stuff like this. And so you know, I remember like two days later, I get a I get a a, a thing through MySpace a message, and it's, it's Big Steve who played the bongos, Big and he's Steve. and he was like, Hey, my son, little Steve, you know, is there any <laughs> is there any way you know, maybe I was thinking maybe you guys might, I, I felt like there was a connection between you two, and maybe you guys like could what? like go on a date. I mean, it was just so happening? Worst. This I've gotten the... the weirdest things like that have happened to me. I mean, I have a lot of stories, but that's 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 one of them. that I'm
0: I... going to have to have you on again just really to tell <laughs> these stories.
1: It was pretty bad.
0: That's amazing. I was I was I survived. mean, that,
1: man, I was like, I'm, I, what the heck? I'm a good person. That is literally you like know, who would do that? That's that?
0: the definition of paying dues. Like you've paid some dues.
1: <laughs> I was like, but who would who in their mind would do something like that would feel good in their heart? To go and and do that to idiots who are
0: looking for gigs on Craigslist. They're just looking for free, like probably looking for free shots. Like, oh, sweet! If we play this gig with this girl, we probably get free drinks
1: or or whatever. You know, and Mm -hmm. it's like, and that's why you're living in a van. I mean, you know, it's true. Ugh, disgusting.
0: Do you are you? I wanted last question. I want to ask you: Are you aware? You probably are of of other Audrey Rose on on Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I love
0: so, I love this because there's like a metal band there's like a, metal a hard band? rock band,
1: yes. named Audrey
0: Rose yes. and then there's like a I don't even know I didn't listen to there's her a music rap. is it
1: rap it's like I think it's like r and b and I've gotten like fans <laughs> that have messaged me you know and thinking that I was her or whatever you know the thing is is that it's it's actually my real name, yeah, and I you know do had always gone by Audrey Spillman for a long time, mm. and I still do with stuff like as a songwriter, right it's under Audrey Spillman. And I had had people that had had a hard time like saying my last name and like Spellman or whatever. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to go by Audrey just... Rose because yeah. it's my name. And then at that time when I did that, there was other people that were had come out with that middle name or last name or whatever. But anyways, I've asked different people and they're like, I don't really think it matters. I mean, it's your actual name, but there's actually a horror movie called Audrey Rose. Are you serious? Have, did you know that? No.
0: Yeah, you the should get that poster it's about oh it's it
1: it's a real it was it was in the eighties it might have been <laughs> the year I was born I don't know
0: that's creepy if yeah it was the it's year like it's born. like
1: it's like yeah it's like an ex exor- it's like a exorcist kind of movie like she and it might have been a true story I don't know but
0: that's crazy pretty creepy there's been a couple times where I went to listen to your music or whatever and I was like I don't know this album cover and I clicked yeah. on it and I was like nope that's not <laughs> So, so if you're listening room. and you want to check out Audrey Rose, just look for her face on it and then <laughs> the go. The Bomb Shelter
1: Sessions. Yeah, go there. is, is, is the name of the record. So.
0: Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come over thank and, you and for, do, for having do the show. Me. And that does it for episode 72. If you'd like to check out Audrey Rose's EP, The Bomb Shelter Sessions, you can do so at audreyrosemusic.com. Plus, you can follow her on Twitter, at audrey rose tweet or on facebook.com slash audrey rose music uh you can follow the podcast on twitter and instagram at who writes pod plus facebook.com slash who writes this stuff blah 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 you know this already why am i telling you also just a reminder If you haven't uh, done this already and you helped pledge to the podcast GoFundMe page this past fall, email me your t-shirt size and mailing address because those t-shirts and mugs will be going out soon. And if you haven't done it, I don't want you to miss out on your reward for helping out the podcast, which I'm extremely grateful for. Uh, So yeah, do that. T-shirt size and mailing address. Email me. Let's do it. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, Join in next week. Uh, another great artist. I have so many uh, lined up that I think you guys are really going to enjoy. So for episode 72 and who writes this stuff, I'm Nick Flora. Go do something creative.